0: We are the best because we know we can always get better. And that is the great quote from the founder of Ferrari, Enzo Ferrari. And most people know what a Ferrari is because a Ferrari is a elite luxury sports car. You don't even have to say Ferrari car or sports car, you say Ferrari and people will go, oh yeah, or ugh, in jealousy, or some may not have any interest whatsoever. But that's okay. The people who aren't interested in it are not the target market for Ferrari. Because Ferrari stands for something and you either love it or you don't. And that is a good indication of a great business. Where people either love it or they don't love it. Whether for negative reasons or indifferent reasons. Starbucks, a great coffee company, people love coffee or they don't like coffee or they hate coffee. Either way, Starbucks... Market and promote themselves towards the coffee lovers and the convenience of having a Starbucks. So, the point of this K Max, and welcome to the K Max, is how can you put yourself in that position of being the best in your field, your specialty, your expertise, your niche? And that's not as hard as you think it is to do if you know how to do it. A lot of people want to become famous or they want to be successful or they want to be the best. But before you even go down that path, what's important is that you want to know what are you the best in and what area and what lane is your lane that you want to own. So let me take you through a process of a number of questions that's going to help you discover What is your lane that you own, that you are the best in? Because that is something that is fulfilling for you and is in alignment with your values and your purpose and your passion and the things that make you happy. So the first question is, who? Who are you and what makes you happy? That's a great question. A lot of people don't think of that question. A lot of people say, you know, what do you do for a living rather than saying, are you happy? Because what you do for a living doesn't necessarily make you happy. And ideally, one should fuel the other. So who are you? What is your passion? What are your values? What is important to you? What causes are meaningful to you? What is your purpose? What is your cause? And what are those things that will get you up early, keep you up late, powering through the day because you don't want to stop because you're so addicted to that cause or that passion or that purpose that serves your values. And obviously, if you'd be listening to me, you have a passion for health, fitness, training, nutrition, whatever it might be. And I always say, if you're passionate about health and fitness and training and well-being, and you love to help people, then this is a fantastic career, because this career is all about giving, and I believe giving the most valuable value of all which is health well-being and fitness because if you lose your health you're not thinking about anything helps you're not thinking about your wealth if you're in sick or disease or have cancer or about to die so yes you're passionate about health and fitness and who do you want to help do you want to help kids or do you want to help the elderly or do you want to focus on rehabilitation or is your passion elite sports conditioning for elite athletes and My passion over time, there's always been health and fitness and well-being. That has been my field. And within that field, I've grown into different lanes. And that's okay. That's just called maturity. That's called growing up. At the start, it was all, I guess, driven by that warrior phase of my life. Ego-driven, yes, putting on muscle, looking great, having the abs, the curls get the girls and all that stuff. And I wanted to go into that elite level of sports conditioning. So I went into training elite athletes and sports conditioning. And that was my my field but over time I grew out of that not in that saying that that is lower or higher it's just I just matured and found other things in the world more meaningful to me and I wanted to take my expertise in health and fitness and training and nutrition and apply it to other population groups Uh, I got involved in a program called gut busters where I used to train you know uh, middle-aged older men who were battling with their health and their their weight and I ran community programs for them and I started working in corporate health and I was working in lots of variety of areas uh, throughout my journey and that's I guess it's just it's sort of a part of the same field but different lanes but what is your lane right now and you may it's okay to grow out of that lane into a more important lane for you at that particular time and you can only judge what's important to you at that particular time and that's okay because what is Meaningful to me when I was 20 is very different as what's meaningful to me now that I'm approaching 57 or going on to 60. And over those decades, I've actually developed and started from scratch 15 different businesses, uh, all targeting different parts of the community, but all of them were serving the same purpose of adding value to their lives through the vehicle of health, fitness, training, exercise, nutrition. And I just adapted it for that particular population group and that's okay so what is your passion what is your cause what is your addiction who do you want to help who do you where do you want to make a change as the great Steve Jobs beautifully said you know what you make is more important than how much you make so many times people will measure their success on the 3S fans fortunes and fame but many times that leaves you in a very empty place because fans, fortune and fame doesn't necessarily fulfill a, a value in the community. It's, it's Money is just a thing and fame is just someone admiring for who they think you are but they don't, probably don't really know you. Fans, are many times, they just find you to feel make themselves feel important and whatever the cause is. But you have to go deeper into that to get deeper fulfillment. So who are you? is the first question to ask, who am I, what gets me up, what keeps me uh, late, there's a great saying, if you do what you love and you don't get paid for it, then that's what you should do to get paid for, you know, if, if you didn't, if you were stopped getting paid to go to work tomorrow, would you go to work, and most of the time the answer would be no, but I was training people for free before, you know, it was a job. Before it was a career, before it was a profession, because I just love training. And I'm in the gym and I'm training people and I'm helping people. And before you know it, there's a great saying, you know, at the start, you do far more than what you get paid for. But when you become an expertise in that area, you get paid far more than what you do. And that's just the way it seems to work. So the motivator at the start has to be... Yeah, you, your driving force is who you are and your cause and your passion and your purpose and the values that it fulfills. When you identify that is what exactly do you want to do? What exactly do you want to build? What is the, the end of the rainbow for this rainbow? Because when you come to the end of one rainbow, another rainbow starts. The finish line is the new start line. And that happens in life. You set goals, you achieve it, you get there and you see you become a different person. You become ideally a more holistic person, a more influential person, a more educated person, a wiser person. And, and when you get there, you see things that you didn't see at the start of the previous rainbow. So what is the end? What is the end goal for you? What, what do you want to build? Do you want to build an at-home personal training studio? And who do you want to train? Is it mums? Is it children? Is it the elderly? Is it athletes? Do you want to build a commercial personal training studio, and how does that look? You know, what color is it, and how big is it, and visualize it, and who's in it? And it's really important to visualize, because it's very hard to build what you can't see. Everything in the world is built three times. The first times are built in someone's mind, in their imagination, whether it be a building or a house. I'm in a house right now, so someone saw the vacant block of land with just tumbleweed and grass and weeds, and they visualize a house. So it was in their head and then they, the second time they created it was on a, a blueprint. They gave it to the architect and they created a blueprint. And the third time they built it in the physical sense where they actually built it according to the blueprint. So everything in life is built three times. First in your mind and you have to create a picture in your mind that you can't get out, that you go to bed with and you can't sleep because you're visualizing what you want to build. And in a part of that is that what you want to build also is a part of who you want to become so that's why the who becomes comes first and the what comes second because many times the what might just be a superficial thing it might be something that other people think that you should build it, should, it could be a community expectation on a family expectation and before you know it you're climbing up the ladder of success you get to the top and you and you get there and you realize you just climbed the wrong ladder so think of who you are and then that will determine what ladder you're going to build to get to the end of your rainbow or to your pot of gold. So is it an online personal training business? Is it a, uh, is it a, a gym? Is it a boutique, small gym? Is it a large, massive gym? And what types of members are you gonna have in there? Are they young? Are they old? Uh, is it going to be a chain of personal training studios? Is it going to be a chain of gyms? Is it, uh, are you going to be a mobile trainer where you're visiting people's homes and you're gonna be a trainer on cruise ships where you're gonna cruise the world? Is it going to be a boot camp or group exercise business where you're going to take people into the great outdoors on the excursions? Is it going to be a business that you go to the corporate world? Is it going to be a sports conditioning business where you go to the sporting field? So what's important is before you start, make sure you know what the end is. You know, there's a great saying, don't start a goal until you finish the goal. It means you don't start something until you finish. Don't start the day until you finish it. Don't start the year till you finish it. So before you start the year, make sure you know exactly what you want to have built by the end of the year and who that you who is it that you want to become to deserve that result so the what is really important the who is vital because you have to live with you 24/ seven and what you build has to be a reflection of who you are it has to be an indication of your values and Enzo Ferrari who built obviously um, great sports cars that was his blood and guts in each of those cars. he That's what he lived for. That was his life. That was his addiction. <clears throat> and any great entrepreneur or business owner, what they build, you know, on his deathbed, Steve Jobs was still designing the, the latest iPhone. Uh, Gucci, or oh, Gucci, who built Gucci, says my, my, my mission is to build quality bags that last forever. So they have to be quality and have to last forever. And he said, you know, if you buy quality, you only cry once, so if you go back in history to any great brand or business in any area, you find a founder who created the business and started in their mind, and they got addicted to it, and they just devoted their life to it, and they designed it to perfection to meet their cause, or their driving, their driving force. So, what is yours? Who do you? Who are you? Who do you want to become? And what? do you want to build and why is the next question why do you want to build it what is the reason i know when i was younger my driving force was i saw a lot of inappropriate training programs and exercises and with my at that stage i thought a lot of anatomical biomechanical physiological knowledge and as i've grown i realized what i knew then was just minuscule to what i know now but i believe back then i knew more than most And what I saw was these elite athletes just doing crazy stuff. I said, that doesn't make any sense. Why do they do that? That's damaging their body. That's going to increase their chances of injury. That's not going to make them faster, stronger, uh, or more powerful in their sport. That's quite the opposite. So I was driven by I needed to correct a wrong in the profession. So I started my first sports conditioning business called Sports Elite, and that was back in 1988-89, and I started that business to, to train athletes properly using science and anatomy and physiology and biomechanics, and in a time-efficient way, I used what we call abbreviated training methods, which is quality, not quantity, and uh, I set up seminars called uh, Peak Performance and Sports Seminars, and I linked in with allied health professionals such sports physicians and physiotherapists and dietitians and all sorts of stuff. So I was really addicted to that cause. I'd start late working, not getting paid. Uh, I knew that eventually when I built something, you know, Ferrari wasn't paid to build his first Ferrari. He built it and then he sold it. And then he built another one and he sold it before he knew it grew that way. But all the work was done for free at the start. But what is he gonna, else He's going to do? He's addicted to this vision. He can't get out of his head and he's got to build it in reality. So what is your driving force? You know, what is the, the the cause or the wrong in society that you want to fix or the people you want to help, whether it be maybe kids who are overweight or getting diabetes early or you're one of my colleagues who's now a professor and he used to be an elite uh, research scientist in the area of sports conditioning and his father died of cancer. And all of a sudden he changed his whole specialisation and he'd already had hundreds of published international scientific uh, publications and research studies, and all of a sudden he changed his whole cause into uh, f- uh, helping cancer uh, patients to to be stronger using exercise and training. And he runs this great seminar series called medicine is exercise and exercise is medicine. And if you want to look him up, he's Professor uh, Robert Newton, and we're good friends. We started a couple of businesses in our younger days together. He was my supervisor with my master's degree, and know yeah, in that sports conditioning field, but he's grown out of that into another field it's not that that's right or wrong, but he's matured into other things that are more meaningful to him and his driving force is that his father unfortunately died of cancer and he went through that and he says that is not right I need to fix this for other people so they don't have to go through that or we can minimize that as much as possible. So your driving force might be something that's happened in your life or someone in your family or friends and you want to fix that. It just might be something that you've already been addicted to anyway. <clears throat> so why? What is your driving force? Because it's the why that makes you buy into the vision and it's the why that makes other people buy in to the vision. And where do you want to build this? Is this a, uh, a face-to-face uh, type business or cause? Or is this you're leveraging it through technology by doing an online business are you going to build an online platform and in where and look for leverage and opportunities of how can you leverage this to make a bigger difference Uh, because you only have 24 hours in a day 168 hours a week so there's only so much time that you can devote to giving your your time to other people for example right now i only have to do this session once and i have it now forever and now it's limitless of how many people are going to see and watch this session in our platform at the Max International Fitness College platform, there are sessions that which I filmed, you know, 20 years ago and they're on the platform where I have hair. <laughs> but they have been captured and they're on a platform now that can be leveraged uh, to make a, a bigger difference with a bigger distribution without taking up my time because I only have so much time. In the early years, I suggest just train people one-on-one and then i train trainers to train, for them to train people one-on-one. So at the, at the start, I could only train 40 people a week And when I got, you know, uh, 10 trainers, now I can train 400 people a week because 10 trainers training uh, 40 people a week is 400 people. If I open up two studios, three studios, for example, one of a good friend of mine, Andrew Simmons, who runs Vision personal training, he now has over 60 personal training studios. He's franchised them. And he now has over 500 personal trainers and they train over 10,000 people a week through his intellectual property through his vision, hence vision personal training, and now even though he's not directly there doing it, he's there in the idea to start. And he started that over 20 years ago. And he built that initially from a training a people in a gym, someone else's gym, then he created his own studio, uh, at New South Wales, and then he franchised it and it's just grown and grown and grown. So how are you gonna start? And you may find that that may change as life changes because what does the future hold? Where's technology going? Now, when I first started doing courses or, or, or personal training, I had to do it face-to-face. I was lecturing face-to-face and I was training people during the day face-to-face. I was lecturing at night in my courses face-to-face. But now I train people online, so they can be in any country, I still train people to this day. I have a platform where it's more passive; people can train with me without me actually being there. So there's all pre-recorded training sessions in uh, Fight Fit uh, with the K-Man. I still train some selected clients one-on-one on, online, and um, yeah, I also have now a college which is all online, and uh, I just do a bit of mentoring. But they get all the information so that's called leverage now how are you gonna leverage yourself now at first you may enjoy and start leveraging for bigger distribution you have to do that satisfies you you may find that doing something which is uh, leveraged in the capacity of online doesn't satisfy you. you probably like you may like that face-to-face that bodies to body-belly body contact and that's okay you know make sure that you don't do things for the profit you do things for the passion and the purpose and the person. If you do that, then the profit will be enough. But sometimes if you go chasing the profit, you lose the person, the passion, and and the person. So you get the money, but you end up being a little bit empty because you don't feel fulfilled where you haven't had that personal contact if you're that contact type person. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. And now there are endless opportunities. When I first started as a trainer some 39 years ago, You know, there's very limited opportunities. But if you're passionate about it, you're going to succeed no matter what. But now the the smorgasbord is just growing and growing and growing with the opportunities in this profession. With the different types of programs are available, different types of business, and you know the world is not short of ideas. All you have to do is find your idea that is meaningful to you that you can't get out of your head, and then take action on that idea. So what is your why? Because the why will make you buy and your customers buy, and will get you addicted. That's the emotional driver behind what you do. Where, why, these are important questions. So, who, what, where, and why? Why do you want to do it? Where do you want to do it? Why do you want to do it? Now, when you're doing that, then a great question is you've got all those in place. Now, you have to ask yourself, you know, how, you know, you, you always keep the feeling of the future of. If when I build this, how am I, how am I going to feel about it? You know, would this fulfill me? Would this satisfy me? And that's really important that you have to go forward when you achieve that, that that fulfills the who that you started with. And if that's the case, how you feel, if you feel, yes, I feel content, I feel successful, I feel great, I feel satisfied, I feel connected, whatever that might be, that's really important because you have to have a, an emotional satisfaction out of the end point of what you do. But you also have to make sure that you enjoy the journey We say long-term vision, short-term focus. So keep that vision there, but also keep going through the actions, the focused actions to build uh, that end point or that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. So you can start the next rainbow to the next pot of gold, which may be a slightly different pot of gold. It might be a pot of platinum, who knows, or a pot of diamonds, whatever's meaningful to you. So, and then I also ask yourself, if I don't achieve this, if I give up, if I couldn't be bothered or whatever might be, mean, if I don't achieve this, if I don't get there, how would that make me feel? And sometimes it's important to be able to leverage it too, is that, you know, some people will say, look, if I don't take action, then I'm going to end up in a in a bad place. But if I do take action, I'll take in a uh, in a great place. So that's the carrot and the stick, and you have to use the carrot and the stick for you. Now, some people are more motivated by the carrot, and some people are motivated by the stick. I'm a, I'm a world champion martial artist and when I train, sometimes I don't feel like training because I've had a big day. And if I've got a competition coming up, I'll ask myself this question. And this gets me fired up. What would a world champion do? You know, Well, that's a great question. A world champion would, would train. And do you want to look back at this session and think, this is the session that may have lost you the gold medal. Well, that's now pain. Or this is the session that would add to the gold medal. Is this going to be a gold medal session? What would a loser do? A loser wouldn't train. What would a winner do? A winner would train. What would an and a conditioned person do? An overweight person, they wouldn't train. Who wants a fit, healthy, strong, positive person do? So it's important for you to be able to be mindful enough to be able to work your magic in your mind during those times when maybe you don't feel like doing it. You? Because you're not always going to feel like doing it. What's really important is that motivation will get you started. Discipline are the things that you need to make sure that is achieved. But you need to take that discipline action. And that's where you many times... Discipline is when you, you do what you don't feel like doing it, when you don't want to do it, but you do it anyway. So discipline is doing what you don't feel like doing, when you don't want to do it, but you do it anyway. And then that discipline has to create those actions, and eventually they have to become habits. And they're the habits of a champion, the habits of a winner, a habit of a, the best because you don't even have to think about it. But you have to go through that motivation, then that discipline, and then you have to take those actions to create the habits. And those habits, those habits will create character, and that character will determine your destiny. So the next question is, what are you prepared to do? What do you have to do? So now you have to take this vision and put it into an action plan. Because those who fail to plan, plan to fail. So now you have to start to break that down into actions, daily actions, weekly actions, monthly actions. And then you have to say, okay, when do I want to build this by? And this is how we're going to look building a house. I have to get the foundation done, and I have to put this up, and I have to get the plumbing in, I have to da, 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 da da. And before you know it, the roof goes on, and then the interior, and eventually over say a 12 month period, the house is built. But they don't start you know, with the roof, <laughs> they start with the foundation. So you have to be wise enough to say, what is the foundation that's going to set me up to lay this and take it and lay it. It's like going up a mountain, you go step by step. You don't just go to the top, you go step by step, you keep in line with the compass. And not everything will go to plan, but at least when things don't go to plan, you don't know how to get things back on plan. So what are you prepared to do to make this happen? And what do you have to do? What resources do you have to acquire? What knowledge do you have to acquire? What qualifications do you have to acquire? And what connections of other people and experts do you need in your circle of influence? Because a house is not just built by one builder. They'll bring in the plumber, they'll bring in the, the sparky and they'll bring in the carpet layer and they bring in the roofer. So many times big dreams are made up of lots of specialists all working together but you are basically the foreman of your dream and you may have to get expertise on IT or online platforms or expertise in branding or expertise you bring in a lawyer, you bring in a, an accountant, <clears throat> it might be a, a business coach. You may have to bring in someone who specializes, uh, you may want to liaise with other a- allied health professors like sports physiotherapists or dieticians or chiropractors or naturopaths or whatever that adds to your suite that they are all compliant. So you make sure all of these experts or allied health professionals or helpers or what I call the mastermind group or in alignment with the end vision and they may have their own visions but your vision and their vision is in alignment and you help each other in my younger days I had when I had a lifestyle life coaching personal training studios I had four of them and I had links with allied health professionals, I had an orthopedic surgeon and I had a sports physician and I had a dietitian and a physiotherapist and I had all these people around me where we bounced ideas off, referred people to, but we were one team even though we had separate businesses, but we were an alliance. So A, you have to work out what do you have to know, what do you have to do, what resources that you have to acquire what knowledge you have to build what qualifications that you need and you want to always be learning and always growing because if you want to earn more you have to learn more so your journey should always be the canopy principle continue never ending improvement building your knowledge building your skill set building your experience building your connection building your networks building your wisdom, and if you do that, your career will just keep building and building and building, and you go to places you never even imagined you would get to from the start because that's so far down the track and so big you couldn't even see it through the fog of business, but if you keep moving through the fog, you actually get a bigger view of the world and what you can actually do. So what are you prepared to do? And what are the people that you need in your life and what courses, what knowledge, what qualifications that you need around you to make sure that you make that happen. Now, with all that, that's all rosy and beautiful. And yes, we can do this, but you also be prepared. There's my accountant once taught me plan for the worst and hope for the best. <laughs> so always make sure that in this journey, you always have to be ready for the obstacles and the barriers. So what things could get in the way? What barriers could there be? What things could it could rain on your crop? It could rain and it could uh, rain on your parade. What what things could stop you from achieving it? And we all have busy lives, and there's all many lots of noise in the world, and lots of distractions. So you have to go through. So, okay, what are some of the things that could uh, put a barrier up, or an obstacle, or delay it? And how am I going to handle it? So prepare for the worst. So when the worst comes, it's not as bad as you think anyway, because you're prepared for it. But if the worst comes, you're not prepared for it, you tend to go, oh my gosh, why did this happen to me? Versus if it does happen, you go, yes, I was ready for you and I have plan B, C, D, E, F, G, ready to go through that. So what are some of the things that could ambush your dream? Because there are, yeah, Ned Kelly's out there. For those who don't know Ned Kelly, Ned Kelly is a, a famous Australian uh, yeah, ambusher or, or bush ranger. Uh, comes and robs you so there's going to be dream stealers there's going to be robbers there's going to be people who will try to uh, blow up your dream or put you off or life happens sometimes we've had an interesting time in the world the last couple of years at the moment in my, in Australia where I used to live there's floods so that's going to be affecting people so things happen whether it be na- nature whether it be a coincidence whether it be manufactured by you make sure it's not from your laziness or complacency or casualness but sometimes things happen because we just let them slide, and before you know it, you're at the bottom because you let it slide. So, identify the things this is called risk management in your dream, in your business, in your profession, and be prepared for those worst case scenarios whether it be you know building insurance plans, or having plan Bs, or having some extra money screw it away, or having some expertise there, or getting some knowledge of how to handle those things because this is really important. So, what obstacles? Uh, and identify what obstacles may have happened to you, what stops you in the past from achieving this. You may have had a dream, you may have been dreaming for ages, but you've been procrastinating, you've been putting it off, you let life take over, you let life dictate to you, you know not to master your decisions before. So what are things in the past that have stopped you from achieving the things that are really important to you? Because history will tend to repeat itself unless you intervene and change that. You have to force that change in history. And you have a history of maybe things that you've achieved, but maybe things that you haven't. How far behind are your dreams, are you? And why did you get behind? And that might be for a variety of reasons, and how are you gonna make sure that doesn't happen again. Make sure, you may have failed 100 times, but make sure you don't fail 101, because what's the point? You've learnt from those lessons for those first 100 failures, or those 100 successes, put all of them into your next success. And sometimes things happen you're not prepared for, but if you're always prepared, whatever happens, you'll be prepared. You'll be courageous, You'll be fearless because you know how to handle it. But if you're not prepared, you'll be scared, you'll be frightened, and you'll probably panic. And panic is never a part of the solution. So, when you've got all that, then think, okay, I know the barriers, I have a plan, I have, I've, I've sort that out. Now I have to design a plan, I have to design a blueprint, I have to sit down and work it out. And many times, you know, in my career, starting up 15 different businesses, I've had a visualization, I put it on paper, I put things into place, I put a timeline, I put an importance, I put a to do list. I put a, a, a time management plan in place to make sure that these things get done. And I said, these are things I have to do every single day, these are things I have to do by a certain deadline, but to get it done by that deadline, I may have to start five weeks or five days or five months beforehand to get it completed, but I have to make sure that I keep working on it, keep progressing. It's not about perfection, it's about progress, so a bit every single day, ask yourself, beginning of every day what am i going to do today that's going to change my future and at the end of the day ask yourself this question what have i done today that's going to change my future and that change that future is that you're going to build that dream you're going to build that rainbow to get you that pot of gold by that particular time and when you get there then you can create another rainbow another goal Another dream to take you to maybe the next level. It might be a, a different level. It might be something completely different, and that's perfectly fine too. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons, you're doing it for the right reasons because it fulfills you. It's important to you. It serves you. It makes you feel content, and it makes you. And it energizes you, and you can't you can't go to sleep unless you achieve it. And if you do that, and you and you do everything for the right reasons, you get the right result, and become most importantly, you become the right person doing it. And that is K-Max. I look forward to seeing you in the next K-Max.